Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Friends, welcome back to Season 5, Episode 1. We are so excited to be back on the mics um, and chatting to Emma Luna this week. We were meant to chat with her at the end of last season. Finally got to catch up with her this week. And I think you'll be quite excited about what we spoke about, especially Mm. the wedding planning stuff. I don't even know. I don't even know where that is. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably thinking, how how could a discussion about spicy books um, end up in a discussion about wedding planning? And, look, you'll just have to follow the journey to get there. It's a, it's a real, yeah, it's a real mystery. We don't know either. But, anyway, fill it in. Um, But what I did want to discuss before we got to that part is um, Mm. today I was on the phone to Beck as as we do. We're quite often on the phone most Mm. of the day, Mm. um, whistling out for my dog. And she exclaimed in quite a shocked and surprised tone, you can whistle? (laughs) Um, Yeah. At which point I was quite confused because I was thinking, what, what, I don't understand. Why are what we, do you mean? Why are we, why you are we celebrating like quite... this? I, I mean, why, not celebrating, but why is that such a, like, why was she so surprised, like, about it? I've I'm never, like, like, I've never seen or heard you whistle. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, it's And you not... had like, like such a strong whistle. <laughs> and I'm like. Why is that a big deal? Like a farmer's whistle. If you responded whistle. that you can't whistle. I can't whistle. <laughs> and I just, my mind was blown. I, how do I not know this about you? How did I not know this about you? I was shocked. How <laughs> could we go over two decades of knowing each other and I did not know a crucial factor about you? I mean, I could say the same. I didn't know that you could whistle. But, I mean, I feel like it's more common that people can whistle no, than they no. can't whistle. Lies. Lies. I I want to put it out there that I think that there's a lot more people who can't whistle than can. Well, I think you should run a poll in our um, schools. All right. We'll run a poll. We'll run a poll. In the stories. Yeah. In our stories. And the percentages who... will speak for themselves. Uh-huh. The statistics we'll... will speak for themselves. And then we can report back next episode on what the results of the people say. We must. We must do so. But, look, feel free to reach out in our DMs and let us know if you can whistle. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't understand. I think, like you, it, like, it's not normal for you to whistle like that. How long did that take you? Were you practicing for days? Like, how did you learn to whistle? I don't know. When I was a child, like everybody does. See, so it was a skill that you learn as a child. This is the best I can do. Like, so what do you do? Do you have to like? No, you don't have to lick your lips and prepare like you're going in for a big tongue lashing. Yeah, don't they? (laughs) Don't you have to have moist lips? No. I don't get it. Like, how do you do it? Is there something with the tongue? <laughs> I'm just totally. How do you do it? <laughs> I can do it now. That's not whistling. I'm doing because you've got me overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, no. <laughs> you have, like, it. such a strong manly whistle. <laughs> manly. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. That's the best I can do. You had like a full, like that. <laughs> I wish we were recording the video footage of this so you could see her attempts at whistling because it's very enjoyable <laughs> to watch. But in any event, um, let's jump into our 
meeting with Emma and then we'll chat with you guys afterwards. Friends, welcome back. We are so excited to be with you for season five and this is obviously the season premiere and we are really excited to have Emma Luna with us. Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Now, I just want to stop you. I'm sorry. Okay, go. But you said you're going to introduce the segment with using spe- like speaking in Spanish. So I'm I'm actually kind of really disappointed that that didn't happen. Yeah, look, I might have been being a smartass at that point. <laughs> um, I don't speak Spanish, just in case anybody had any questions I know, about but- that. <laughs> That's why well, I, I, I don't understand any Spanish. So. <laughs> I mean, sorry, the extent of my Spanish was like, I did do Spanish in high school, so I do know counting, like, to, 10. counting to 10. Um, so I said that I was going to introduce it as episode numero uno. Uh, <laughs> of season cinco. <laughs> season cinco. <laughs> yeah, it's just, excuse me, I was in a different headspace at that point. So thanks for bringing that up though, Beck. That's okay. Thanks for I'll, making yeah. that, that, that apparent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can barely do English, so we need to stick to English. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so Emma is a USA, or sorry, I should say you are a USA Today best-selling dark romance author from the UK. And I don't know if you knew this about us, but dark romance is one of our favourite genres. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely so. the right place. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we did go down that rabbit hole and we have not emerged um so it's it's very it's no. very difficult isn't it like it's difficult to it's, get back out of it you oh yeah I don't know and then the only thing that kind of brings me out of it is like a sports romance or something and even then it's kind of just I don't, don't get me wrong like we have our favorite authors as well which do write in different genres and like pretty much anything they write we will read but otherwise we are suckers yeah. for a dark romance mm. what I love yeah when, there's, some authors that, there's some authors that you literally you just read their shopping list right anything yes absolutely it's just like oh yeah I'm gonna do something that like a trope that you hate cool I'll read it it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> For sure. That's That's where I want to get to. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. For sure. Um, Now, I don't know about you, Beck, but what I like when we talk to authors and we look at their bios and everything like that is finding out like things about them, like what they do as like a side job or a previous job that you're like, wow, okay. And so the one thing about you is that you used to be a midwife and a lecturer, which I just think would be an amazing, like you would have so many stories like in your mind from that experience, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those jobs. Like, it's, it's all I it's all I'd ever done basically. So I left school, I trained as a midwife, and it was it was kind of all I knew really. Um yeah. and it was all I ever thought I was gonna do. Um and you know, you kind of progress with each year that you do it you learn a bit more you get a bit more confident and you progress and you go through and that's when I discovered that I really liked teaching other like student midwives so training them up um and so I went down the the teaching route and and yeah I probably would still be doing it now if my health hadn't kind of taken a bit of a turn and it just meant that because it's one of those jobs that you have to be all in you you know you're doing 13 hour shifts no breaks, no food. Oh, it you would know, be exhausting. Yeah, missing out <laughs> yeah. times with your family. Um, so it's one of those that you really have to commit to. Oh, and, for sure. You know, there's days when I absolutely loved my job, but then there was days when it was really tough. So, oh, yeah. I can imagine. Absolutely. My um, my grandmother is a retired midwife, and I just remember every time we would go shopping with her she would have these random people come up to her and they're like, oh, my gosh, hello. And she would remember them. And they and she delivered their kids like 20 years ago. And she's like, oh, how is little whatever his name is? And I'm like, she goes, yes. I, and then they would walk away and she's like, oh, yes, I delivered their baby. I'm like, what? <laughs> like it just. Yeah, I was in the. I was in the shop with my mum and this this uh, this guy came over and he just kind of thrust this baby 
into my arms and he's like oh this is a baby you delivered and I'm like oh <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, only, I only see them like when they're a couple yeah. of hours old and he's passing me this like two-year-old and I'm like oh <laughs> hello <laughs> And and back then, my my they used to give the midwives like little baby photos, and they never had any details of the babies, but it was like kind of like something they keep. So my grandmother had this this photo album, and turns out she actually delivered my husband as well, which was very strange. She's like, oh yes, I know his mum. I'm pretty sure I delivered delivered Chris, and I was like, oh okay, (laughs) there we go. So bizarre, so bizarre. That's um, a really it, small world, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely. And so now you like to listen to the voices in your head, um, you know, as you describe mm-hmm. it, which I think is brilliant <laughs> to, you know, bring all of their stories to life. Um, but, you know, in your spare time, in addition to doing that, you also edit proofread and format books for other authors. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just. In my many, many, many spare time. Yeah. <laughs> Just whatever, just a side hustle, you know, like so much spare time there. <laughs> My God, I can't even imagine yeah. that would take up a lot of time proofreading and editing. Um, when, I, um, when I started doing my um, my teaching qualification uh, to teach like student midwives, part of like one of the things that they taught me was obviously how to edit um, essays and dissertations and all that kind of stuff. So I did my proofreading course. And at the time, I kind of just started discovering the book world so I just I was I was I was always a reader always and but I just kind of found Facebook and I found my Facebook groups and I started a blog and I kind of found my people and I realized at the time that I could probably combine two things that I really enjoyed so I com- I, I did some extra qualifications and uh, learned how to edit like creative writing as opposed to like essays um and yeah I don't um I don't advertise all that much I mainly do it for like um, <laughs> authors like now and things like that but because <laughs> obviously I haven't got time no, to I was gonna say much. I don't think you'd have the time <laughs> with your own enterprises going but yeah. it yeah. would be amazing and obviously a very um good skill to have for your own uh writing um journey you would, you would think that, but actually I can't edit my own I think it's because I, I've I've wrote it and I've read it so many times. I see it how it should be, how I, you know, how it is in my head. Yes, yeah. And that's probably not how it's on the paper. And I am absolutely useless with my own tenses. So, because I just, the way I write, I just kind of sit down and I I write and I just keep going until I'm done. I I don't really go back and edit until it's finished. Yeah. Um, and it might, if anybody was to read my first draft, they would question whether I even knew the English language, let alone whether <laughs> I could. Yeah, I no, I get all, that. I just get it all on the paper and then I go back and I edit and my tense is all over the place. But I have a great editor who, yeah, she, she picks it all up for me. But I could do it for <laughs> other people, but for my own, I, yeah, I can't. No, for sure. I get that. Um, now. People can join your Facebook group, and I love that it's called um, the Lunatics. The, the people <laughs> yeah. are a lunatic now. I think that's that's a great play on words. Fantastic. Um, but yes, anyway, I have to credit my I have to credit my boyfriend for that. To be honest, <laughs> that's awesome. That's Although, awesome. Mr. Luna, he comes for my book signings with me, so he's become his own little personality now. Um, but yes. yeah, when I was when I was setting it up, he, it was him who came up. Yeah, fantastic. Although I don't like to give him too much credit. No, not too much. We don't want him to get a big head. (laughs) He did did come up with that and it's very creative. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, And we will include all of Emma's um, social links so you can go and stalk her all over the place. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your most current series um we're three books into it now and it is an interconnected series so each of the books feature a different couple um but the themes continue throughout the series they can be read as standalones but obviously to get the most out of them the best thing to do is read them from start to finish so we do have uh books one and two black wedding and dangerously deceptive dark mafia mcs like 
Yes, please. They have been out for a while, but your most recent release was Trust in Me, which by the way, the cover is so pretty on that. Mm. Like I just love it. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I'm just envisioning it when in foil. When you see all three of them together, when you see all three of them together, they look. Yes. Yeah, they look oh, I love all of the covers. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. I have a thing for blue. So, you know, the blue yeah. accents on it, just like, oh, gosh. Um, that is the most recent. And then book for Ties We Break is due out in September. Is that still the case? Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that Ties We Break could come out a little bit sooner, but I'm not promising. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> No, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it is done. It is. It is done, and it's it's been with the editor, and it's uh, it's been made pretty as we speak. (laughs) But yeah, it's. um, I want to have time to write uh, "Fighting to Be Free," which is the next book afterwards. So people aren't waiting. I'd rather you wait like a little bit in between each. Yeah, yeah. Than have like long gaps. Because obviously in between this, I've, I've wrote another book for um, a shared world that I'm part of. So I'm, I'm kind of playing catch up at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's always kind to make people not wait too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is the Beautifully Brutal series. I have to say that slow, otherwise I'm going to trip over my words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've said that wrong. To say that I named it, but <laughs> so many times I've said that wrong and book three which we thought we would chat a little bit about but not too much because we don't want to give away spoilers and things like that Mm. but book three is a dark mafia as well but it is also enemies to lovers um you know which we're sucker for that as well so it's right (laughs) off our alley what is it it's just like I don't even know what it is like I I I will read a friends to lovers but I'm like yeah there's just no angst I think (laughs) like I want to feel the pain well, we, it's because you're a masochist. We've already established that in previous know. seasons. Um, no, but like, I don't know, like something must be wrong with me. <laughs> no, it's nothing wrong with you. Well, we accept all types of readers, don't we? Yeah, there's no, no shaming. <laughs> there is no smart shaming. <laughs> with, um, yeah, with, with trusting me, it's one of those where, because um, it's it, the, the couple that feature in trusting me, um, Dangerous and Deceptive is actually the, the guy's prequel. Yeah. Um, so I introduced Kellen in uh, book one in Black Wedding. Um, and when I first wrote Black Wedding, um, I'd been in a bit of a lull. I hadn't really wrote a lot. I'd been ill. Um, and I just wanted to get back into writing. And I found a pre-made cover that sparked my interest. And I just started writing. Uh, and it was just supposed to be a short little standalone just to get me back into writing again. Uh, and now it, and then it just became this eight book series that, you know, it just, it, it, I created this family and I just fell in love with them all. Um, and yeah, from the minute I started writing Kellen, um, so you, when you meet him in, in Black Wedding, he's a single dad to a little baby and he's very, very much struggling being a single dad. Um, and I knew I wanted him, I wanted him to get his happy ever after, which is kind of trusting me. Um, but I also knew that he'd, he'd been through a lot to get to that stage. And he was one of those characters that I just, I couldn't help but, but tell his story. Um, and Dangerous to Deceptive, it's one of those books that I always tell people going in, it's not a romance. It's not, you know, you're happily ever after, you know, it's, it's dark, it's gritty. And, you know, the characters, there is a love story there, but they're, they're not going to get the happily ever, ever, ever after in that story. And they're not going to get their happily ever after with each other, which initially I thought some people would really struggle with. Because obviously when you read a book and you you, you, you want to see them together, but going in, you already know that they're not. But I think um, a lot of people still said that, you know, the story is one of those that, that kind of captures you and the amount of people that wrote to me saying I'm in floods of tears what are you doing <laughs> um but, yeah, but I think it probably- amazing <laughs> <laughs> and I think like probably people like, understood as well yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right and and people obviously knew that then they had more to read about Kellen in book three um as well, because, you know, 
I mean, you got to love Kellum because he is deceptively dangerous, but he's also like this unassuming like tech tech guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's got like such a yeah. thing for geeks. It's like like yeah, I do, I that's that's how I wrote him. So he's this he's this badass, you know, mafia guy. But at the same time, he's this little geeky guy who, you know, he's a single dad. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, his his daughter, she's only like a couple of months old, but she clearly has him wrapped around her. Oh, hundred percent. He's got no idea what he's doing, and he he's he's more he's, he's he's kind of real. So he has panic attacks. He gets nervous, but you know he'll throw down for you and he's just got like a completely different mask he's got his like mafia mask and then he's got his like you know true mask which is like oh I don't know I just love him but yeah so book three is about um Mia and Kellen and it is their story and we find out more about them like obviously you find out about um Kellen in book two but you kind of find out even more about him and about Mia's trauma um both of them are coming from you know hard mm. difficult pasts yeah uh, and trying yeah, to find through yeah. that to so, get so, their happy ever so yeah, they're so broken um but <laughs> again I, awesome yeah <laughs> this is true but i, I do love i don't make it easy for them i admit that they don't they don't have you know it looks like they're gonna have this really you know without giving too much weight it looks like they're gonna have this really nice happy ending and then there's still about a third of the book left. Yeah, yeah. Really you definitely good. just hit people with a sledgehammer about, you know, just after halfway through. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, we do hear about um, Liam um, in this and obviously yeah. Bree, who we already know. But, I mean, I don't know. I just love them. <laughs> I don't know why. I I, even in this it. story, it's a different perspective of them, which I just... I think it's the banter, I think. Maybe, yeah. 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 And you also, in, in, in this one, you get to see Brie ruling. So, like, yeah. yeah. That wedding was all about her becoming a, a ruler. But, you know, trusting me, you get to actually see her doing it and you get to see her, you know, taking charge and, you know, coming into her own. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I just have this thing with Liam and Kellen's bromance. Like, I just love it. I know. I know. I love I love both of them. When I when I wrote them, I was just like, these are amazing. And then all the, the other family members as well. Yes. They all just took on lives of their own. And I could not give them all their own story. So once you so for anybody listening, if you're about to jump into the series, just wait till you get to book three and a particular group chat, family group chat. Um, part, which was like one of my favorite parts out of the whole book. But yeah, it's just <laughs> It's, it's, you know, that type of banter and, and love is just awesome. So, yes, we thoroughly enjoyed it, but we won't say any more because there are some big plot points that we don't want to give away. All the siblings, they've all got their own different personalities. <laughs> you know, even though they're all, you know, kind of one group, they, they couldn't be more different. Which is the same in life. Like, honestly, yeah. you can have, like, people, like, even Beck and I, we always say, like, we're, like, essentially the same person but also completely opposite. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, you know, it's bizarre. But, yeah, it's it's nice to see that sort of, those sort of relationships. I think out. the funny thing, though, is that we've, like, literally married, like, kind yeah, of. Each other's each doppelganger other. in a male form. <laughs> it's it's very weird it is weird it is weird and also like incredibly frustrating at times it's so frustrating <laughs> when I have to deal with two of you it's weird that you say that though because I feel like I've married my best friend <laughs> well yeah we're not married that's, that's a point of contention but still uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it I, I don't know how many times I, we've been together like nine years now um yeah, so and we 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 get into the stage where we're buying a house together. So it's not like group in it. But when when I first met him, he always said to me, "I don't ever want to get married." So I, even though I do still complain about it, I really shouldn't. <laughs> well, look, I think you should ask him to listen to this podcast. And um, what I would like to say is, you know, we're all for um, 
you know, I guess, uh, spoilers and things like that. So if he wanted to come on and do like a proposal, like <laughs> we could totally accommodate that. Like, and it would be so I'm unique. Like, I know where she's going with this. Eh? So I'm- unique is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it'd be very unique. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I don't think. I don't think anybody has ever gone onto a smart podcast and done a marriage proposal. And no. I think this is the perfect place this to is, start. This is the platform. I I will put it forward. Thank I'm you. Destiny's going to say no. I'm guessing he's going to say no, but I will put it forward. Oh, so God. I would just, if I could just uh, record my own message to Mr. Luna, uh, what I would say to you is um, like, I understand your initial stance was against marriage, but just imagine how epic this would be. Just saying. But also yeah. just a word of caution, Mr. Luna. Amanda is obsessed with wedding, so she will be so heavily injected in this planning. <laughs> it can if be as unique over, as you want. If you're flying over to the UK, she will be yes. like sending you pictures of dress. She'll be, she'll be. This will be. She, I can see it now. I can see it. I don't have to rein her in. My unofficial wedding planner. Yeah, absolutely. Is, we're gonna have I mean, to open a whole we, new. This is the thing. Side be- business. If we're involved in the proposal, like it just makes sense. <laughs> that we would be involved moving forward just okay saying. just as a as a side so we do have the book box romance cartel and we're very excited about like launching some glassware we're having a discussion recently about some designs and then <laughs> i don't know if we're on the same wavelength she's like yeah so basically um when we start doing wedding favors i'm like i'm sorry yeah, wedding favors for the glassware. Because you imagine, like, and this, and I'm just going to pitch this Again. to you right now, Emma. I think it's a great idea. But if you think about it, personalized glass wedding favors, like, think of this type of glass with the person's, like, your little wedding, like, details yeah. on it. Perfect, right? Yeah. I told you what. I told you. It would work. Brilliant. That's what I'm saying, Beck. You yeah, just so now get on the same page. Like- might like nail me in for that because you know I've been I've got proposed yet, let alone <laughs> wedding favors. Yeah, so that's okay. you got that's your wedding right. favors. Your wedding we'll just favors put it down tentatively. <laughs> this is exactly what happens when I watch Say Yes to the Dress. I'm like, <laughs> he's obsessed with <laughs> I know. How good's that show? Like I've never I, I'm not a bitchy person until I watch that show. And I'm like, why is she picking that? Her ass looks awful in that. And, and then I'm like, yeah. what, what is happening to me? I'm not that sort of person. I know. And then I get really upset when like her, like their families aren't supportive or that the mums in yes. and you're just like, wow. My mum would I've, never do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. My mum would be like, you look beautiful in whatever you want but like she would be honest like oh maybe put some sleeves or something like that but she would never downright be like ew (laughs) you know like some of them are just real mean look I'm just gonna put it out there as well like we'd probably be really good cheerleaders for that type of situation so like we might need to join by a zoom uh, um, but we would totally (laughs) cheer you on while you tried the dresses on just saying this is probably a good segue Amanda do you want to tell the world um what your ultimate dream job would be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to be a wedding dress model. Um, yeah. And I feel like I would be such a good, like so good at it because I just want to wear all the different dresses. That's her job. She wants to be a wedding dress model. Pick one wedding dress, right? That's all you get to wear. I'm like, I want to try all the different things. Like I want to wear all the different did ones. You try, did you try lots on when you got married? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I had a thought in you mind, but see now. Like, on a hundred before they chose. No, I'm not that. I wasn't that type of person. I'm too impatient for that. Um, but if it was my job, you know what I mean? Like I'd be perfect. Like I wouldn't need to worry about it. Like it's part of my day job. So yeah. Anyway. To the point where I've heard about this for years. Yeah. This is a dream. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening who runs a bridal a boutique and wants a wedding yeah. dress model amanda and apparently we're doing wedding favors so <laughs> <laughs> and proposals as well and proposals yes. we're doing yes. the whole thing I'm sorry. yes it could be a <laughs> segment <laughs> it's not gonna be a segment. wedding proposal segment oh i love well, that i think it, it well, has, does tie into romance right like it's it yeah. really does mm. yeah yeah what? Real life book boyfriends, yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, this is going to work out really well. 
Okay. I'll just wait. If you like, it's cool. If he wants to like um, hit us up in DMs or like beck.amanda1825 at gmail.com, just flick us an email through. It's fine. We can set it all up that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. but you didn't think we'd get to that discussion while we're on this podcast did you we like to keep people guessing (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i like to keep her guessing as well (laughs) it's just uh, every day i never know what i'm gonna get (laughs) all right let's get into some fun questions Mm. I'll let you take it off there. Go for it. (laughs) No, these aren't wedding related. These aren't wedding related. No, 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 no. Um, So do you have a favorite book or character that you have ever written? Um, So I I love Kellen. I always have. Um, From the minute I, I started writing him, that's why he's got like so many books of his own. Um, but I think one of my favourite characters I ever wrote is uh, is Piper. Um, so it was one of the, I think it was like the second book that I ever published. Um, I was asked to do a short story um, for a charity anthology that was called Torture. Um, and we all had to select a form of torture and write a romance about it. Um, and it, it just allowed my little brain to go as crazy as it wanted. And uh, I created Piper um, and she's a clinical psychologist. So she's kind of this everyday woman that you just wouldn't, you know, to look at her, she just looks perfectly normal. And then she's got this really crazy side um, and this super, super disturbing kink. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's her disturbing kink? And- well, that's the twist. Oh, you, that's the twist. We're not allowed to know. I do If I tell you that it's loosely based on the um, the fable of the Pied Piper, yeah, that might give you kind of a little, a okay. little hint. Okay. Um, but I, I got, I've been to some book signings recently, um, and one of my readers came up to me, and uh, and everybody has since agreed with this. Uh, but she came up to me and she said, I didn't know that I had any triggers until I read Piper. And she said, it's one of those where I was watching and I was disturbed, but I still kept reading. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to have to go yes. there and read it. So yeah, oh it, it's, one of those, it's, it's never, it's never been my most popular book because it's kind of quite polarizing. You've really got, a, it's quite, it's, it's one of those things that you either love it or you hate it. Um, but yeah, I, it just, it just let me have my crazy side run wild for a little bit. Um, but yeah, everybody that has read it has, has either been like extremely disturbed or has really enjoyed it or both. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> also, I just love how like somebody's like, oh, hey, so did you want to be a part of this, um, anthology? Um, so what you need to do is just pick out like a form of torture and basically that should be your book. <laughs> like That yes, sounds yeah. amazing. I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> You know what? And and I went in and I said, well, I'm only going to do it if that form of torture is available. And she's like, Emma, nobody even wanted to touch that form of torture. <laughs> Look, nobody's thought of that before. So absolutely, yeah, nobody, it's free for you. Nobody, nobody thought of turning that into a romance because it's one of those that, you know, why would you have that? Uh, it, it's not really a, much of a spoiler because you'll see it, but why would you have rats in a... Uh, in a, in a romance I was literally gonna say it's the rats eh? like it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay real killer um, yeah does she she yeah. gets them she gets the rats to eat them and stuff yes. oh, you have to read it. <laughs> yeah I mean she's into it so much like you know <laughs> like, I'm like yeah, rats, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I'm picking up what you put <laughs> I'm actually on I'm on here now I'm gonna try and Try and get it. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious! But also, Amanda's like, going to be like, no, you have a reading schedule <laughs> for our podcast. Yeah. But Do you that's think it's fine. appropriate to read on the airplane tomorrow? Absolutely, yeah. plenty yeah. of okay. time, plenty okay. of time. Okay. okay. And also, yeah, like, the whole point. she she looks completely normal. You never know. You never know to look at her. 
I know. And that's also the same as when you watch like all these true crime documentaries and like there's these people yeah. and they're like, oh, I thought like they were a really nice family person, all this type of yeah. stuff. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, they've like got a like a kill dungeon underneath their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. found it. <laughs> She's already downloaded it. She's like, it's not a read either. So most of my book, yeah, that's it. So most of my books are really long, but this is actually one of the shorter ones. So she yeah. looks disturbed too. Show me. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's perfect. And I guess you're looking at the tattoo back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got little rats going up her legs. <laughs> also, like it will mean that anybody sitting next to you on the plane won't get too close. Because if they do and they yeah. read something about it, they'll be like, oh, damn, <laughs> I'm going to have my head here. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. ironically, you say that. So I was explaining the plot, con- when I was coming up with it, I was explaining the plot concept to my mum, uh, who is, is, she's a reader, so she she reads my books, uh, which it still disturbs me a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I, was I was explaining the concept and my grandma was like over overhearing and uh, my grandma actually turns to me and she's like, Emma, do you need to speak to somebody professionally about this? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I've wrote the book. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I've got it all out now. Um, and also, yeah. like, you just imagine, like, the types of discussions going on behind the scenes between authors, especially in an anthology like this. Like, in if anybody ever read it, you have to be like, I'm an author. Like, it's, it's a book yeah. that I'm writing. <laughs> I swear Seriously. to God, it's nothing else. Some That's like the, um, some of the stories in that anthology were absolutely amazing. Like I wouldn't have even thought of twisting some of those torture. Yeah, sounds sounds so good. It's even like with this podcast though. Like, so that was great. <laughs> when my mum was like, "Yeah, I listened to your podcast," I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay." <laughs> Do you have any writing rituals? Um, so I'm a little bit of an insomniac. <laughs> so I get up uh, crazy early. So I'm usually up about three, four o'clock. Um, and my brain works best earlier on in the morning. So if you get me kind of after lunch, I'm a zombie. <laughs> so I usually just get up, um, have a, have a drink, uh, and, uh, then get writing and, uh, and I just sit there and sometimes I can sit and write and write and write and just keep going. Other times I get like a thousand words out and I'm like, no, that's my brain done. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly fueled by like uh, hot chocolate, coffee or, you know, Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> sounds like a good plan. It's the best part of the day too, because no one is awake. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of yeah. the same. I'm a bit of an insomniac myself. And sometimes I, I find myself getting up like crazy early, but I feel like I just achieved so much. But then, yeah, then by lunchtime, I'm done with the day. So it's like- yeah, I've, I've usually done a day's work before Mr. Luna even gets out of bed. <laughs> yeah. I, but, the, but the problem is he's really, really not a morning person. So by the no. time he gets up, I've got all these things that have accumulated in my head for the last like four hours. Yeah. And the minute he gets, I'm like, right, you need to do this, 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 and this. And he's like, whoa, whoa, coffee. Just, just a minute. <laughs> I think get get with Amanda. Yeah, yeah. Let, like, let me get some toast and then I'll, yeah. <laughs> you can always tell when I've been up early because you're, I've got a list of things in the notes section because we have a connected account. So, so like a list of things. And she's like, what time did you wake up today? <laughs> yeah that and also she's gone on like a really bad tiktok spiral and she's ended up in this weird ass place on tiktok because at that time in the morning again it's like it's like the dark there is like a rabbit hole and then i realized that i could have wrote a load of words i know so many things can be achieved the same the dog videos every time yeah the dogs Dogs are ruling TikTok. I've seen a TikTok of this dog walking down the street on two legs, just walking on the path with these people. And I'm like, I couldn't stop watching it. And then I find I go to the comments as well. And you're like, oh, this is it. This is great. This is great. Yeah. 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 That's where I, I get stuck in the comments. Yeah. 
and then the, the book world I'm, I'm like spiraling reading about all the the book world drama and yeah. then I'm like <laughs> we never see it when it first happens every day I feel like there's something new when I wake up I'm like you've got I've got to catch up because <laughs> yeah. someone else is happening yeah, no, for sure. we miss it because I think of the time difference. So we're asleep yeah. and the book drama is already happening and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> Which yeah. is not a yeah. bad thing because sometimes you're just like, eh. You like to keep out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah ex- absolutely. Yeah. I like to keep out of it, but know what's happening. That's yes. <laughs> it's, it's a side, a sideline observer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got to be nosy without getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go right. back. So if you were a chair, who would you like to sit in you? Like which celebrity? Yeah, it kind of sounded a bit uh, random. Uh, it sounded real creepy when you said it back. A little bit, a little bit creepy, but I'm there. I'm there with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like Dean from Supernatural. <laughs> That's Beck's number one person. Emma, yeah. wait. <laughs> wait. Just hold that thought. Like literally, okay. she he is her hall pass. Like in life, <laughs> he, he should be everybody's hall pass. <laughs> yeah, she is obsessed. When she went to um, Texas, she went and visited his random winery in the middle of nowhere. Um, oh. He wasn't there, but that's oh. just how obsessed she was. Like just in case yeah. he was there. What do you mean? Uh, I, that's fair. And then where where else did you go? Where uh, Vancouver to see if you could see them like filming Film. again? Yeah, yeah, I did want to go on the filming tour, but it wasn't running when I was there, so I didn't. I didn't go. Look what I have! Look what I have! Oh, <laughs> and so then cute. I got this little guy, and I've also got oh. I've also got this guy here. But you know, what? my husband oh. buys me them. <laughs> That's how obsessed she is. It's like this is how I get in your I good books. I even have supernatural jammies. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm envious right now. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm there for that. I'm there for that. Finally, someone, finally someone has said it. <laughs> you've, been waiting, you've been waiting for that answer for, for a long time. I've been waiting it. for Cinco Seasons for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Finally, okay. someone recognizes the like the perfection of Dean Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's the perfect guy, right? Yeah. I one year my husband he bought me Christmas, like, and at the time I remember, like, what is this? He bought me every single movie on DVD that he had been in, and there was some weird shit. They were oh, like wow. F-list movies. They were like F-list movies. Yeah, <laughs> Never heard of before. He's like, but it was just the thought. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, yeah, I was like. You're, you're keeping his backlisting going. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, awesome, thanks. I think I bought him like a PlayStation or something and then I got like all this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But anyway. He knows you. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. All right, we're going to play a game of he's a, have you seen that on TikTok? Like he's, he's a 10, a 10 but... but blah, blah, oh, blah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a five, but he gave you your first big O. Ooh, uh... Oh, God, this is really hard. Uh, so, so he's not quite perfect, but he's good. Um, probably Stefan out of Vampire Diaries because, you know, he's never going to live up to Damon, but he's probably good enough. I love that. You- <laughs> I love that you're like fully associated with a person. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's Stefan. No, that's how we're going to do it. That is yes, do I love it. that. I love that. This is the first time we've we've launched this game and I love that you've done it like someone. But, yes, I actually, I agree with that. I agree with that analysis. Yeah. Yeah. He's never going to live up to Damon. At least he's trying. Yeah. 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 Okay, so he's a 12. Am I supposed to play it differently? 
Well, normally how you play it, but you don't, I mean, we don't like normal around here, so we're cool with whatever, but normally you would say, he's a five, but he gave you your first big O. So you would go, okay, well, because he gave me my first orgasm, I might bump him up a couple of points. So I might make it like, he might then be like a seven out of 10 because he got, he gave that. But I yeah, love that you gave a person. We, yeah, because we, that makes so much sense to me. He's a, it's a total step in. Yeah, I know. It's a total step that. in. <laughs> okay, okay, let's figure no, out. I'm, I'm not going to know which. I'm not. I'm not going to know which way to play it now. But yeah, go on, carry on. We'll see what you I come did, up with. exactly. See what comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's a four. You never know what you're going to get with me. <laughs> no. Okay, so he's a four. But he's a massive alpha hole and has serious big dick dick energy. Okay, yeah, he would still stay a four. I can't be doing with (laughs) (laughs) I love that because Beck's like, yeah, that's just shooting right to the 10 in my my book. (laughs) And you're like, no, I'm not dealing with that. No, I'm trying to think of though, who would that be? Well, that's what I was trying to think of. Who would Who's who's like a cocky asshole that you that you would approve? Nathan of? from One Tree Hill. Yes, yes. Mm. But I would I would bump him up to like about an eight. Definitely. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's, he, yeah. yeah. Instantly, he's an eight, and he's Nathan from One Tree Hill. And also, like when yeah. him and Haley had sex in the bathroom at that wedding, yeah. uh, the the Naley sex, like we Naley. we were there for that. And the then moment. and then the. the and the dad, well, he becomes a dad and he does so well with it. And yeah. Mm, mm. He becomes less of an ass though. Less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. He's a 12, but he's shorter than you. Okay. That I, He'd still be a 12 for me. He'd still be a it 12. If he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? yeah, exactly. That but, doesn't take him down. But if he's, it depends how short though, because I'm quite short. So, but my 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 boyfriend, Mr. Luna, so he is like he classes himself as a shorter guy, but he's still about you know like probably a good three inches taller than me. Um, but he's always got this complex because he's a bit shorter than kind of normal. Yeah, well, not normal. That's not awful. But you know that's how he would class <laughs> himself because he's yeah. not like he's six foot tall. He's like five eight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, women have got this big, like, complex about short guys. And I'm like, I don't think that's all women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, think- if he's, like, super shorter than me, possibly. Yeah. And I think that's Damon, right? Because he's shorter than Elena. Yeah. Yeah, he's shorter than, than average as well, isn't he? But, yeah, he's yeah. still hot. He's and still hot. Zach, Zach Efron. He's, he's a shorter guy and I'm all there for that as well. Older Zac Efron has definitely gotten finer with age. Yeah, yeah, he has, yeah. Which is good because I felt a bit wrong liking him in High School Musical. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he's a 12, but he calls you mummy. Oh, no, no, one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's weird. <laughs> you didn't even think about that. You're like, <laughs> no, no. I can just about get my head around the whole daddy kink, but the mummy, no, no, that's weird. <laughs> I know it's very. It's I'm very conflicted on the whole daddy kink too. I love yeah. an age gap, but I just, I don't know. I just can't I get the. Nephew, I hear my like my nephew or kids calling their parents dad, uh, daddy, and it. it my brain's going to different places and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I know. And then I've read some absolutely amazing daddy based books. <laughs> so I do feel very conflicted on this. Yeah. I know. I have I, I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. Cause when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm so there for that. And then when I come out of that little bubble, I'm like, I know. Oh, yeah, possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that vibe. I don't know. Chris is always like, you should call me Poppy. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, no, no. Uh, okay, one more. He's a 12, but he makes you hide in the cupboard when his mum comes to visit. <laughs> uh, what the actual fuck did you come up with there? 
Um, I guess it depends. Am I hiding from his mum because his mum's scary? I don't know. <laughs> Is he protecting me from his mum? We don't know. We don't know. We can only assume. You know, it, maybe I just want to hide from her because I haven't cleaned the flat. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that could be it too. But yeah, they're right. That might be right. You're just voluntarily hiding in the cupboard. Yeah, I'm voluntarily hiding so that she doesn't judge the fact that I haven't a chance to, you know, dust the shelves or something. <laughs> no, I love that. I, I love I love Mr. Luna's mum and she's absolutely amazing. And she's not at all judgmental at all. But whenever like her, she comes over, oh my grandma, she's even worse. Like I tell my grandma, like if you she only lives down the road. But I said, if you want to come over, I need like 48 hours notice because <laughs> You know, my flat's to, a, to an acceptable standard, but it's not to my grand standard. I don't think it ever will be. Even after I've spent a day no. in preparation for her visit, it's still not up to her standard. Yeah. yeah. Same, same with my nan. Absolutely. <laughs> my um my in-laws are a lot older than um uh, are a lot older than my parents, but um yeah, they're they're hilarious. Like they'll go over like there's a cobweb there, cobweb there. I'm like, well, yeah, it's outside. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, when they come over, I only let them go into certain rooms because the other rooms are full of the crap that I've moved. Yeah, you just yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. If, if you ever yeah. see doors shut in my house, that's a strict do not <laughs> yeah. go in there. Do not open it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah the other day my grandma came over and she just randomly knocked on the door and me, I, me and my me and jamie were looking at each other going have you invited anyone we're not prepared for people <laughs> we are not prepared for this <laughs> and did you both go and hide in the cupboard at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah honestly Oh I make it sound like we live in a, a real like shithole or something. We really don't, but it'll never be up to my grand standard ever. No, no. Unless I've washed the breakfast pots the minute I finish using them, she'll find it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've had an absolute blast. I mean, what a way to open the season, Beck. Like, seriously. Oh, <laughs> premiere, um, Uno. We've created a, a whole new game. A whole exactly. new game. It's, absolutely. I love that. I love that. We want to be game changers here. So it's it's just, it works out I right. I see what you did there. I yeah, you, you did, did didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, everybody, please go and check Emma out. Go check out um, all of her amazing books. Um, links will be in the episode description. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having me.